welcome to our Experience CGI uh, podcast series. Um, hello, good morning, afternoon, good evening, everybody joining us today. I'm delighted to say we are joined by Mark Madden today, a leader in our emerging technologies practice at CGI, and we're talking about experience. Um, Mark, so uh, welcome. Uh, thanks for taking the time to join us today. That's great, Steve, and thanks very much. Great to, great to have you along. So we're exploring this topic of experience, and uh, we're entitling this, What's Your Experience? So um, why, is, why are we talking about this today, Mark? What's so uh, important about this topic of experience? Well, I think um, from a timing perspective, there's, there's almost two sides to it. So there's the kind of more hard-nosed, why is it important uh, as an entity? But then there's, well, why now? So that why it's important is, you know, stats just show that design-led organizations do outperform their competition um, and that by having a great experience for users, it does you know, increase that revenue and, and improve the overall satisfaction of, of users. Um, and uh, you know, our clients are looking to make sound and innovative decisions on their investments and, and experience can help with that. But in terms of why at the moment, for me really, it's coming out of the, po the COVID pandemic is the um, particular catalyst that, that I've seen. So what I mean by that is we, we had a situation where um, you know, I'm not saying that digital experience wasn't important, but the, the COVID situation meant that it significantly increased its importance. It really brought it to the fore because closing those non-digital channels meant if your digital customer experience wasn't what it needed to be, you didn't really have much of a backstop. And even though we're returning to normal and we're back in the office and we're, we're back on the high street, that's still going to maintain. So it's something that I think is very prevalent to talk about now. Well, that's fantastic. And I just put picking you up on, on how we kind of, how you're seeing our clients and, and others, you know, really trying to use this uh, experience capability, I guess you'd call it. How, how are organizations seeking to, to use that to differentiate themselves? I think the point of differentiation is a crucial one because it, it evolves over time. There was a time where just having a digital experience could differentiate from the market. Then obviously everybody moved online and could self-serve via websites and apps and it became just a hygiene factor. We just expect it to work. So now we're at the stage where it's about how you can use an enhanced experience to really differentiate yourself and move beyond what everyone else does. And what it comes down to is, is your version easier, more intuitive, quicker, you know, for want of a better word, better than the comp competition? If it's not, you're going to suffer. If it is, you'll retain your customers and you'll attract new ones. And I mean, that's really specific for those areas where there's a, not a lot of levers you can pull related to having a very similar commoditized product or having limited price differentials. So if you can lead on having something um, the product being new and innovative or the price being significantly different than competition, really experience has to be your go-to area of saying, well, how about we make it just better than the competition? We've introduced multi-channel or even omni-channel so that my customer can be recognized. I know their details. I can service them and I can do it across any channel, any device, any point in their journey. And that real focus in on users is what organizations will use to differentiate themselves. I guess, I mean, there's many ways to kind of create a, a, a new experience, a better experience. Would you say this is really just for new products 
or new services, Mark, or or are are we seeing organisations, you know, apply it to refresh and reposition um, older products and services in the market? Um, I mean, I'd say it's it's definitely not just for for new services. It it, it has to be for all services, um, and it's because it's an ever moving feast. We we understand that. You know, users and customers' behaviours are changing and evolving over time. And unless our, you know, unless you keep track with those and keep up with them, you'll miss out. Um, it really one of the things that, that we've noticed is, and everyone listening to this will notice themselves how they interact with products and services, how they purchase, how they experience those will evolve over time. From um, I mean, from a personal experience, I now just rent my car instead of previously leasing it and then previously owning it. Um, and even the move away from physical products, the best example being in home media, so music and video games, etc., moving away from the physical products through to streaming. So I'd say that having an enhanced experience breathes new life into existing products and services and opens up new channels to market. A um, couple of simple examples that I've had in dealing with clients I look after. One of them, and you know, hindsight's a great thing, but pre-COVID, speaking to one leading retailer who said that, you know, for a great experience and bespoke service, I'm going to focus on face-to-face interactions. I'm going to put all my effort into improving our our stores and in-store experience. Um, but as that was to the detriment of actually having a, a digital interface, it meant that when the pandemic hit, they really did struggle to keep pace with competitors who had spread more evenly their investment in the experience. Um, and then an, another example, potentially a more recent one, was and this is crucial to the, the point about it's not just for new products and services. I actually had an energy client say to me, um, but we've already invested in digital transformation. We did it five years ago. Why do we need to do it again? And so we really look at, you know, it, it's it's never done. It's never complete and over because your competitors are enhancing and improving. Your clients' are expe- expectations are growing and your ability to serve them needs to come from an enhanced experience that you create on your site. So in that particular example, we went through the process and said, look, here's where you are compared to competitors. Here's what customers are seeing. Here's how long it takes on other sites. It now takes a lot longer on your site. It's a lot more involved. You're asking a lot more questions. You're making the the user work harder. And those kind of pain points and agony factors are getting kind of assumed within that process. So they took a step back, realized that the opportunity to improve their experience was there. And when that came through, they were able to meet their objectives of lower costs and increased revenue. So Mark, this sounds, you know, terribly important uh, to get the experience right and make sure it's it's up to date. Um, I wonder if you have a view on, you know, how frequently organizations should revisit it. You mentioned there, you know, the five-year time gap, and that sounds, you know, a, a fairly, uh, you know, um, a, a long time to, to wait. Would you say that it's something that, that should be much more built into, um, you know, operations today? Uh, what, what's your perspective on this kind of timeliness point? Yeah, I think there's a clear delineation between those organizations that are successful by having enhancements and experience as part of their BAU everyday activity versus those that only look at it on an annual change plan basis versus those that think, oh, we've already done that because we did it a few years ago. And you can see that the value that they get out of, if you look at the leading organizations in all sectors, the ones that are leading are the ones that tend to have the ability to update and enhance their experience on an ongoing basis. 
Um, I would actually say that, that part of this probably comes from uh, within the industry, the the role that the public sector has played. Um, and what I mean by that is they identified that the public sector experience interacting through face-to-face -face telephony and websites and apps was significantly worse than the private sector. And they did something about it. And, and what they did about it was to have this new mantra through the government digital service of the user is king or queen. The user is at the heart of everything we do. Everything starts and ends with the user. Now that kind of seemed a bit like hyperbole or lip service, but what it actually brought out was that by creating experiences that are for the user, you just make users happy and they stick with you or you attract them. So there is an element of understanding that um, the experience that you give to your users is now increasingly moving towards the top of the things that people are looking for when interacting with different entities. Um, we have a situation that the historically we were in a position where it was a lot easier to just go ahead and, and book some tickets online or than it was to actually interact with your local government or your central government client to do something which was really serious and important. Therefore, what we've noticed through our work with those clients is that the, the key things that are coming out of those of having dedicated um, strategists and user researchers together um, are really making a change. And, and what this speaks to is that things have evolved from a siloed customer experience, ploy experience, through to looking at experiences, the, the entire entity of the interactions to now actually what we're referring to as human-centered design. And human-centered design is the articulation of placing the user at the very center of all things. Um, and that's something that, that's changed significantly over the last 12 to 18 months. Well, well, that brings me very nicely on to my next question, really, which is really to try and unpack that a little bit and really ask about, you know, what's our approach at CGI to unlocking the value of experience and you've, you've touched on this topic uh this buzz term really of human-centered design I, I guess is that part of of how cgi uh, tries to tackle the, the topic yeah I mean, essentially it's the, and there's there's different um organizations will meet this challenge in different ways um from our experience, what we find the best thing to do is to really focus in on, as you've said, the, the human aspects or the human factors. And we have these human-centered design pods um, and we see them as the best way. And what we effectively do is we, we have the different capabilities of strategy, research, design, development, deep dramatic expertise in them. Um, and we just look for them to, to draw out the core factor of what are the user needs and goals and how can we deliver against them? So we have someone in the position of, say, a HCD strategist who work with a client to understand the overarching challenge, then the HCD analysts and user researchers will take over to actually kind of dive in and understand the real user needs um, and the, the, you know, how we can, we can potentially solve those to make a start on that. Um, this is all within an iterative discovery phase, and we'll have our interaction designers look to kind of visualize this aesthetic look and feel of the solution. Um, and as it iterates and goes forward, we draw in the human-centered design front-end developer who will actually bring these to fruition for the clients. And it's this almost kind of self-managing, self-formed pod that, that our clients are really enjoying interacting with and getting what they need out of it, whether it be rapid design sprints to shape the ideas or proof of concepts to test and tune them, or even 
uh, the development of full solutions leading out to large scale. So yeah, all of those would, would be something that we've um, seen, again, change in the last, say, 12 months. Mark, I thank you for that. And then my final question really just to wrap us up um, is, you know, when you kind of take a couple of steps back and reflect on this topic about experience, you know, what would you think are the, are the key things to look out for when improving experience uh, for, for clients and other organisations? Um, I think there's there's maybe three elements to it. The, the first one, and, you know, I'm slightly harping back to, to the mantra of um, putting the user at the heart of what you do and it's to basically say the the most important thing when looking at experience is determining the user needs and goals and how you're going to achieve them now obviously we don't live in a completely ideal world and we do have a couple of other rest um, elements that come into it one is the the doability factor so that technical engineering aspect both from a complexity is it technically possible to meet the user needs in this way but also affordability nobody's here doing this for free and if you suggest a rolls-royce solution when a bicycle would suffice you're not doing your role right for your clients so it's about the balancing that technical engineering with the affordability but always having the user at the heart of it um, and fundamentally a part which which you should never forget is um you know not only value for money, but but the actual measurement. So did we achieve what we set out to do? Um, you know, did we make the users happy? So that's the, what it really comes down to at the end of it. Mark, that's great. And I think we've covered a great deal of um, ground on the podcast today, and it's been really good. Uh, so thank you so much. Uh, great to hear from you and to hear some experiences uh, on, on the topic and from the marketplace. So uh, um uh, appreciate your time today and uh, please uh, those tuning in today please like comment and subscribe uh, and uh, you can uh, experience our other cgi podcasts um out on the web uh, so uh, thanks very much uh, mark for joining today and uh, we look forward to catching you up on the next on the next experience cgi podcast thank you very much